Hello, and welcome to Right Now with Ralph Martin, a podcast where author, speaker, and worldwide renewal leader, Dr. Ralph Martin, shares what the Holy Spirit is stirring up in the church right now. Words of encouragement from the Lord to strengthen you for such a time as this. We are glad you can be with us this week as we seek to encourage you for this moment in history. And now, your host, Ralph Martin. Hello, brothers and sisters. It's good to be with you again. Really feeling inspired. Just love the Word of God and love being able to share it with you. The title of this week is Faith comes through hearing, so hear now. I'm going to have the privilege of speaking the Word of God. You're going to have the privilege of hearing it. And you know how we're saved? Faith comes through hearing. Do you know how faith grows in us? Faith comes through hearing. So we're going to hopefully grow in faith together through this We're going to try to listen to it together. I'm listening to it as I'm speaking it. And we're going to ask the Lord to help us grow in faith right now. Lord, I thank you for your holy word. I thank you for telling us how faith can come and how faith can grow in us. I thank you for telling us how important faith is, that we're actually saved by faith through grace. Amen. Well, Here's a scripture passage in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and it says, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes by the preaching of Christ. So we're going to preach Christ here in just a minute. I want to tell you a little bit more about what faith actually is. Faith isn't blind faith. It's not a rational faith. It's not a faith that isn't well-founded in what we can see and hear with our eyes and our ears. It isn't contrary to science. It isn't against reason. It's in harmony with everything that we can see with our eyes and hear with our ears and think with our minds, but it's more. It's an extra light that God gives us so that we can know things that you can't just know by just seeing and hearing with our biological ears and eyes and our brain. There's a whole lot of things going on that we can only know and can only see when God illumines our mind and lets us see them and lets us believe in them and lets us base our life on them. So faith is an additional knowledge, a special knowledge, a necessary knowledge if we're going to be saved. There's a a wonderful scripture passage in Hebrews chapter 11 that defines faith And I must admit, I've heard this uh, definition of faith for many, many years, and I never could quite understand completely what it was saying or how to to really grasp what it was saying. So here it is. It's Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. We hope for love, don't we? We hope that there's something good beyond death. We hope that the wounds of this world can somehow be healed and that justice be done at some point, that those who persist in evil will no longer have the upper hand and no longer triumph, but good will win out. We hope that we'll be reunited with loved ones. We hope, we dare to hope 
that this life after death that's even better than this life and that repairs the wounds of this life. So that's what we hope for. Faith gives us the assurance that these things will be, that these things exist, that these things will happen. So faith is certain knowledge. Faith is the assurance that the deepest desires of our heart will be fulfilled, the fulfillment of all desire. Everything, every bit of goodness, every, every bit of love, every, every touch of truth, every, every element of tenderness that we've ever experienced in life, our hope is that those things can be full, those things can prevail, those things can last forever, and that the love that we experience in our life or that we haven't experienced in our life could somehow be ours eternally, forever. Then it goes on, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. I know that heaven exists. I know that Jesus is Lord. I know that right now we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. I know that angels and saints are with us right now. I know that Jesus Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. How do I have this conviction I have this conviction because the Lord has opened my eyes and opened my hearts to a dimension of knowledge, a dimension that can only come to us as a gift from him. But it's real. It's so real. It opens reality to us. It helps us to see the full dimensions of everything that exists. So let's preach Christ now. Let's preach Christ so that faith can grow in our hearts and perhaps as the sum that's just come across this, that faith can come to you, perhaps for the first time, not as an irrational or blind leap in the dark, but as a response to a light that God will give you when you hear the truth and when the Holy Spirit works in your heart. In the beginning of St. John's Gospel, it says, The true light that enlightens every man was then coming into the world, and the darkness has not overcome it. So I pray that the light of God's word and the light of the Holy Spirit will overcome any darkness in your soul that keeps you from seeing and believing reality, the truth about Jesus. So let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. You he made alive when you were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. We can see the spirit at work today, can't we? We can see a demonic spirit that's rising in the culture, that's rising in the world, that's seeking to crush the human race, that's seeking to devour souls. You know, Scripture tells us the devil is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And that's, that's really true in spades today. The devil is like loose. He's, he's just roaming about the earth. Uh, he's using this virus that, that's crushing so many things in the world today. He's using it to crush human beings, to crush hope, to crush faith. Uh, to, to drive people to despair, to discouragement, to suicide, to anger, to hatred, to lust, to greed, to drugs, to uh, irrational lashing out. 
a desire to bring down the system because we're in so much pain and there's so much injustice. All that uh, is going on right now. And unless we find a pathway out of it, we're going to go down with it. Among these, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of body and mind. And so we were by nature children of wrath. Another translation says, <clears throat> excuse me, and so by nature, we deserve God's wrath. We, we deserve to be alienated from God. We deserve to not be able to, to walk into that land of, of freedom, of beauty, of love, because of something going on in our hearts, a darkness that had came into our hearts, a darkness that came by hurting other people, a darkness that came by being hurt and then reacting in anger and hatred and unforgiveness. The darkness in our heart has to be dispelled by the light that's Jesus Christ. But the bad news is that by nature, we're lost. There's no hope. There really isn't. The, the leaders of our nations don't have things under control, and they never will have things under control. The greatest medical science can never kind of do away with death. They can postpone death. But is there something beyond death? Is there a power that can really rescue us from the mortality that, that pervades the, all of our life on earth? So the bad news is that we're lost by ourselves. We're lost without Christ, and it's pretty awful to be lost. But here's the good news. God is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. Out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. There is such kindness being shown us by God the Father. Can you imagine giving your only son in, in an ultimate act of love and self-sacrifice so that our sins could be forgiven, that we can be reconciled with God, that we can be brought back uh, to paradise? Jesus has come. He's been sent by the Father. Such kindness, such mercy, so that if we could just grab a hold of Jesus' hand, just like Peter did when he was sinking, he said, oh, the winds are, are so strong, and he started to sink, and Jesus reached out with his hand and grabbed him. If we if we hold on to Jesus, if we take out, if we take Jesus's outstretched hands, which still has the marks of the crucifixion in them, uh, an eternal memory, an eternal reminder of the price that the Son of God paid for our salvation, if we take a hold of that crucified hand, now glorified, uh, He will bring us back to the Father's house. But we gotta literally take a hold of Jesus. How do we do that? We do it first in our heart, in our mind, in our soul. We do it by believing, saying, you are the Lord, you are the chosen one, you are the Savior, you have come from the Father to bring me home. I want to come home, forgive me my sins, help me swallow my pride. You know what keeps people back a lot from, from accepting love? is pride. It means having to change how we th think about things. It means having to admit we weren't right about everything we thought. 
has to admit that perhaps we're not right about how we're living our life and how we're treating other people and what we're doing with our bodies, our souls, our minds. And that takes grace. But God stands ready to give us the grace to humble ourselves. The only way of entering the kingdom, the only way of escaping the wrath that the world is under right now, the only way of escaping the deception of the devil, the only way of escaping the disorder in our own hearts is by humbling ourselves and saying, Jesus, you are the Lord, and I need you. Please forgive me my sins. Please bring me back to the Father's house. Please give me what I need now today to begin to live a new life or to continue to live a new life. Then it goes on to say, for by grace you have been saved through faith. We're saved by the kindness of God, and the means of it is by him giving us the grace to see who Jesus is, to see the true contours of reality, that there's a lot more to this world than what we see with our eyes and hear with our ears. There's a lot more to the creation that we have any idea of, but God the Father is willing to show us that, and particularly to show us who Jesus is and how he's been sent by the Father to bring us back to paradise. We've got to humble ourselves, and just like the Apostle Thomas when he overcame his doubt and skepticism, his hermeneutic of suspicion, he said, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, yes, Jesus is the Lord. This is the gift of God. It's not because of anything you've done, or I might add could do, lest any person may boast. The Lord is perfectly designed the plan of salvation so that nobody has anything to boast of saying, I achieved it, I thought it through, I figured it out. No, it's a gift of God that opens reality to us that we have to respond to, and it normally happens through hearing. If you hear his voice today, and I am praying and hoping you will, Harden not your hearts. Okay, let's go back and finish now by Romans chapter 10. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. He's talking about the Jewish people who are trying to be right with God by keeping the law. And Paul's saying, you can't keep the law good enough to be right before God. And even if you did, it wouldn't do it. An action of God is necessary that opens us up through faith. The righteousness that God has established, the path that God has established for people to be saved, to be rescued, to be forgiven, to have eternal life is faith. Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on the law shall live by it. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? Who will descend into the abyss? But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised them from the dead, you will be saved. Have to persevere in that faith, have to persevere in that confession. For man believes with his heart and so is justified. He confesses with his lips and so is saved. 
The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I mean, not just in cursing or not just in reciting a prayer, but if you've never called upon the name of the Lord with love, with faith, with desperation, with hope, with abandonment, don't wait any longer. Now is the hour of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. If you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart. But how are men to call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. But they have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes by the preaching of Christ. So today... I wanted to preach Christ because faith comes from hearing and we're saved by the gift of God that comes to us through faith. I believe that God is giving grace right now for those who already believe to believe more fully, more deeply, more abandonedly with greater assurance and greater conviction. As it says in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the assurance of what we hope for. Faith is the conviction of what we don't now see with our human eyes. It's certain. It's a form of knowledge. It's a form of understanding. It's a form of wisdom. It's, it's, it's given us a new set of eyes, spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to hear things that are even more real than the things that we see and hear here on earth. So brothers and sisters, if you've heard your voice, the verse, the voice of the Lord today at all in this video, harden not your hearts, humble yourself, Accept the Lord into your heart in even a deeper way than ever before, or if you've never done it, don't wait. We're living in dangerous times. A great darkness is unfolding over the earth. Jesus said, work while the light lasts, because a night is coming in which no man can work. So now's the time. Now's the time. God bless you. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal Ministries, part of the Renewal Podcast Network. For more information about Renewal Ministries, visit our website at renewalministries.net. Join us next week to find strength, hope, and courage for the Christian journey. Until next time, this is Right Now with Ralph Martin.